Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. So, you know, I'm, I'm privileged to have each each um, week this hour to share with you, and, you know, I share a lot of different things, and 
most of it comes from my life and how I live. And I, because I believe, as was mentioned before by TM, mentorship is from theory, speaking from non um, applied knowledge, I guess you could say, or just pure knowledge, sometimes can give the wrong impression. So, what I talk about is pure, unadulterated my experience. This is how I do things, this is how I roll. This is how I live my life. And a lot of people say, Stephen, you know, you live a dream life. You get to do what you want, when you want, where you want, how you want. And I said, no, it's not a dream life. It's a life on purpose. And so in keeping with a life on purpose and Transformational Thursday, I'm going to talk about something that at first might seem like, oh, that's going to be boring. But give me a second. Please bear with me. All right. And hit that plus sign and bring some people in here because this is, this, is, this is going to change a lot in your life if you follow me through. And I have a lot to get through today. So get ready for the speed session. All right, here we go. So we're going to talk about the concept of goal setting, or better said, the concept we follow in our humble alpha program in the book, and in a coaching program that Lauren Resnick and myself have already launched specifically for powerful women. So goal setting is creating a vision for your future. Goals are intentional thoughts that help you aim towards a certain direction in life. They help us guide ourselves so we can take the right actions. Think of goals as a destination point for a road trip, like Nate, right? Dallas and so on and so forth. The better you define the destination, the better you're presented with. Remember, presented with. Yeah, just remember that part. Without goals, you, you may take a bunch of action, but that action will result in a lot of movement, but not really getting anywhere you want. So if you don't set goals, you'll be wandering aimlessly. If you do set goals, you can get results, and I'll give you an example. In 1979, the Harvard MBA program did a study. They asked the graduating class one simple question, and the question was, have you set written goals and created a plan for their attainment? The question, the question, have you set written goals and created a plan for their uh, attainment, um, was done before they graduated. And the results were 84% of the class had set no goals at all, 84%. So just 13% of the class had written goals down but they had no plan, and only 3% of the class had both written the goals down and a concrete plan. So, so there were three categories, no goals, written goals, and written goals with plans. So the majority didn't have any plans at all, of course, and a small percentage of 13 had goals written but no plan, and a tiny fraction had them both written and a plan. So 10 years later, Harvard checked up on these students and found out that the 13% of the class that had written the goals but no plan were making twice as much money as the 84% of the class that had no goals at all. That's crazy, right? Well, here's the cool part. The 3% of the class that had both written goals and a plan were making 10 times as much as the rest of the 90% of the class. That's pretty powerful. But if you want to know something even cooler, and I know you do because that's why you're in this room. <laughs> the people who wrote down their goals and made a plan were successful, but having a plan and making a system are two totally different things. What I wish to communicate to you today will set the odds in your favor. Having a plan sets you up one time. Having a system sets you up for a long time. So now that we discussed the concept of goal setting, let's talk about the old ways of goal setting. Uh, you know, those students who did the study in Harvard actually wrote out their plan, didn't need 10 years to write their plans. They literally just did it. It was intrinsically in their mind as they move forward. And they noticed things that will lead them to their goal that they otherwise would not have noticed because they didn't have clarity through the writing down process. So that's why it's key to write them down because it will give you triggers and warnings when you're walking through life. Here's three examples of how, how people set goals. Most of you know 
most of these, like the SMART goals. You've, you've heard of the SMART goals before, I'm sure. SMART is a well-established tool that many use to plan their goals. While there are a number of interpretations of the acronym, the most common one is the, is, is the one that goals should be S for specific, M for measurable, A for achievable, and R for relevant, and T for time-bound. So if you have a specific goal that's measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound, then you're already winning. For me, something's missing, though. In the SMART model, um, when, when, uh, you know, when we were doing this in the, in the business that I had, and we actually had to do SMART goals according to the, the SOPs, I felt like I was in school again because it was like, okay, specific, that's obvious, it's a must. Measurable, okay, easy, especially in business. Something like, I want a specific ROI in my business. Achievable. What does that even mean? It's like either you achieve it or you don't, right? I mean, is it achievable? If, if I would write no there, why would I even write it down in the first place, right? It isn't like, well, let's make a goal that's not achievable. It doesn't make any sense. So relevance, right? Relevant to what? It doesn't say to what. But in our case, relevant to our humble alpha system. When we write down goals, in our case, it has to do with, and here it comes, and you all know about this, your identity. Everything's based on your identity, just like Lane, just just like uh, Lane, just like um, Glenn just said. It all comes from within. It's all starts within. Everything is within. We must be relevant and aligned with our identity. Period. <sighs> then we also have the backward planning, or what some people call the reverse engineering. It's key for business, and many do this, and I do this. This is something you will do in your business sooner or later, anyway. You'll have to when it comes to earning a certain amount of money if you want to reach a, a certain benchmark. Basically, you start with the end in mind, you define your goal and what you want to accomplish. Then you write out a list of all the steps and resources that you're going to need, need to accomplish to reach that goal. And then you're going to estimate the time and resources and the money that you need to complete each step on that list, and you're going to reverse it backwards, right? Then, then you're going to create a deadline and a timeline, keeping the end in mind, identifying the date in which your goal should should be accomplished. You're going to identify the last step you must do before the goal due date. Then you're going to identify the next to the last step and the third to the last step and continue until you're finished and putting all the steps in reverse order. I think most of this, I think most of you get the idea now, right? Basically, backwards planning gives you confidence as you move forward that you're achieving and reaching towards a goal but forgets a key factor. And that's a system of supporting habits and routines in order to actually move forward towards those goals. And there I would say, read Atomic Habits by James Clear. Most of you already have, I'm pretty sure. Uh, it's... Um, it's, an, it's a powerful habit-forming book for setting goals. Just having goals do nothing for you, nothing. Because when you're not planning and you don't have a system in place, how do you know where you're going? Like, okay, I want to go there, but how? How do I get there? What's your vehicle? What are the steps? Which path do you take? These are the kind of things people worry about all the time. And as many of you know who've read the book, the how is not relevant as long as you are certain in your ability to, to deploy your genius to navigate the world as it comes upon you as it comes to you, as it's presented to you, as you receive it, right? You, you see, I'm not saying I'm going out there and grabbing it. No, I'm receiving it. You can read more about that in our book, Unleash Your Humble Alpha at, at humblealphabook.com. The third one is short-term goal setting. And this is where 99.9% .9 of the planet lives, right? So this is where you need, need enough money to pay the rent next month. You need to pay your car bills. You need to pay your leasing company. You need to pay the babysitter. It's, it's, it's like you think so short-term, I need money right now, today. And then, and then you're like, oh, phew, okay, I made 50 bucks, I'm fine. Uh, I'll, I'll deal with it tomorrow. Well, that's death. That's wealth death. That's how you ensure that you will not be successful or wealthy in the future. 
It's when you live like that, and that's the shame in our society, has been trained to actually be like that. That's how we're trained to be. Only setting short-term goals is a way to make sure that you will not be wealthy. Now, don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with short-term goals as long as you have made mid- and long-term goals and, and you have systems in place to reach those goals. Okay, yeah, so the old way is cool, but it's, it's incomplete, as I just said, and fragmented. It goes against the grain of our natural behavior, and traditional goal setting doesn't account for changes in your identity. Honestly, there's too many to name, and it really doesn't matter too much. People have been setting goals for a long time, especially over the past few decades where it's gotten popular. They've been many updated goal-setting strategies. Each of these strategies build off of each other, and I'm a firm believer in the quote, if I can see further, it's because I stand on the shoulders of giants, end quote. I love that quote. You know, I don't like to reinvent the wheel. I, I like to take what, what has worked in the past and what still works today and put the best practice to use. So without further ado, let's talk about another way of setting goals. I believe it's important to note that, yeah, this is a mix of things that I didn't just invent out of thin air. The ideas come from books and articles and audiobooks and experience and you name it, right? Practice, practice, mistakes, failures. As most of you probably know, I've lost quite, quite a few million quite a few times, <laughs> actually. So it's not something that I haven't done. Uh, and uh, to, to tell the truth, I've actually tried everything I know of, and this is what works best. Aristotle once said, we are what we repeatedly do. Excellence, then, is not an act, but a habit. So that's why I always talk about habits, right? We start with discipline. That creates a habit. That creates a routine, and that creates a lifestyle. I also talk a lot about, about, you know, about making things that routine. I'm touching on this because it's what it's all about. You, in, in order to reach your goals, it turns into a lifestyle. We'll get into more of that in a second. So another way of setting goals is this. Set hundreds, if not thousands of goals. The more, the better. Examples of setting one goal and missing it means this. I have one goal of being the president of my company. That's my only goal. What happens if I miss it? I don't reach any goals, do I? I'm not motivated, I'm sad or depressed or whatever. So if I have more goals, let's say I want to be the president of my company, I want to be the senior VP of my company, I want to start my own company, I want to run 15 companies, I want to be a billionaire, and I want to run a billionaire private island with a vacation resort on it. Right? I'm saying you're building upon what it is that you could be doing, want to be doing, and see yourself doing. You build upon that. That's where the hundreds come from. So if you miss one of those goals, you have other chances. More doors open in front of you every single day. If I'm only looking to be the president or the CEO of my company, I'm not going to see the other, other opportunities that are being presented to me every single day because I'm focused on that. What you do when you set all these goals is you're priming yourself to be aware and recognize the things that's going to get you there. How many goals should you have? I can tell you. You can never have enough. You can never have more than enough. How many goals should you have? Yeah, right. The wealthiest people have hundreds. Some have thousands even 5,000 goals. The wealthiest people on the planet have over 5,000 goals. And they actually know what they are. Can you imagine? So let's, let's look at goals again and understand their nature. Goals are the image of the mind used to create reality. Goals are the image of the mind used to create reality. The more you have, the more you have to work with to create that reality. Nothing's impossible or too difficult to reach. Just remember that. Nothing is impossible or too difficult to reach. The universe will never say no. Goals tend to come true in the most unexpected times and, um, times and sequences. You all know what I'm talking about. You've had things happen like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that just happened. I actually reached my goal and didn't even try. That's because you were open and your subconscious was aware of the doors that were opening in front of 
you and you focused on the daily impact and were aware of your world, and that's the what, not the how, right? It's the great part about it, the what you do, not how you do it. So the more goals you have, the richer your experience in life will be because of those doors. So think about that. If I have more goals and I have more points of reference moving forward in life, I'm going to have a better experience and higher quality of life. Isn't that cool? I mean, why wouldn't I want to do that? Isn't that, isn't that crazy? You're going to see it's, it's because of the things that you will see if you're not hyper-focused on one or two things or goals. Then when you reach your goal, it's powerful. Its power disappears, right? So if you set one goal and you reach it, its power disappears. You no, no longer have a driving force. So the more goals you have, the better, because if you reach one of your goals, what happens then? Let's give you an example. Weight loss, right? You focus. I'm going to lose 25 pounds in two months, and then you do it. You're like, I did it. And then what? Then you don't have a plan to move on, do you? And that's where the yo-yo effect comes in, right? That's where the yo-yo effect comes in, up and down and up and down, because there's no follow-on. It was a short-term goal, and it's over, right? So a person with one goal will achieve much less than someone with 100 goals. Just the simple fact of writing them down will make you more successful. Just that fact, if you do nothing else, just writing them down and consciously knowing what your goals are. Incredible. The more goals you set, the more you get. And you want to be as descriptive about your goals as possible. You want to be massively descriptive because you're probably asking, how can you possibly have over 5,000 goals, Stephen? Did you sit for 10 years and write those goals out? No. It's actually really easy. Think of the details. Think of everything you ever wanted and everything you can ever imagine in life. And go crazy. Go ridiculous. But keep it within your identity and purpose. Hot mic. Hot mic. Can someone knock out the hot mic, please? Thanks. All right. You know, it's, it's, um, it's, 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 yeah, go ridiculous, but keep it within your identity and your purpose. List everything, even the smallest little things like having white pebbles in my garden, decorate my sister's house for her, fly in a private jet, stay at the White House, donate to the Alzheimer's Fund, buy a BMW convertible, buy a Jeep, buy a boat, a jet, whatever. Have a saltwater aquarium in my living room. Get my father a golf set. Buy books for orphans. Take a trip to, to, to Budapest to visit Stephen. Oh, I just slipped that one in there. <laughs> Meet these people, date, date these types of people, work with these kinds of people, these types of shoes, clothing from this designer, these types of chairs from this store, these hiking boots. All these things get specific. This is the kind of detail that gets you to 100 goals, right? Or 1,000 goals, or even 5,000 goals. And you never want to run out of things that you would love to do. And it, you're going to see why in a second, right? So, And the things you want to do and you want to see on this planet. It's crazy when you think about all the things that you could do. Just add it to the let and add it to the list and let it cascade with each other. The more you have them in your awareness, the more you're going to start meeting with opportunities in your life to make them come true. Life starts working magic. You will sustain the passion because remember, wealth is abundance expressed. Wealth is abundance expressed. So what you are cultivating is the mindset of abundance. Please understand that wealth isn't only money. It's all-encompassing. So you understand when we're writing this in, out in detail and really going deep, we're creating opportunities in life just because we're writing them down. And we're living and training our mind, cultivating our mind to be abundant. All right? It's abundance expressed, translated into the physical manifest. So it's the physical representation of abundance in your mind is what we're creating into the physical. Boom. Boom. Think about that. It's really, that's the process. 
People think, oh, I'm going to write a goal, I'm going to let it down, and it's this thing far off away. No, you're trans, you're 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 translating it, that abundance expressed, into the physical manifest, and you do that by writing them down. If I write down, I want to drive a Bentley. I want to. I'm going to buy a Bentley. I want to buy a, a garage to fit that Bentley. I want to buy a house to fit in the garage, and whatever, all the way up. I'm going to have opportunities. I'm going to create opportunities to, to meet a Bentley salesman, a house salesman, a garage salesman, right? Maybe a, a mechanic and all these different kinds of people. But if I just say I want a Bentley, maybe I'll only meet the mechanic and I won't ever even see anyone uh, uh, or even think about building a garage to put the Bentley in because, let's face it, you don't want to leave that puppy out in the street, right? And so that's why when we create more, when we write down more, we're creating the possibilities in our life to be aware of what's actually happening. Man, it's actually your true nature and nature of life. When you think of wealth, don't think only of money and business. Think of everything that you wish to have, to be, to do, to see in your life and the lives of others, other beings, all lives. So how does this affect your family? How does it affect your children, your friends, people you haven't met yet, new relationships, a new partner, maybe or, or maybe a, a past partner, new again? No, it's all that kind of stuff. So forget about the money for now. And don't make the mistake of making goals only about money. Wealth is abundance expressed. Abundance means plenty of everything. Money is only a small aspect of everything. Most people fail to get wealthy because they planned their goals in terms of money. Something like make enough money to buy a car or make a million dollars to buy a house. That's a huge error in that because it's sort of a goal setting by having huge financial goals and very other, very few other goals. Some people might set goals like make a billion dollars, but they have few other goals. Why are these both errors? Well, try to understand this clearly because life is images of the mind expressed. Again, remember, life is images of the mind expressed. It's really that simple. How do you, how do you make an image of a billion dollars and express that? Is it a big pile of money in a safe? Is, I mean, how do you express that? You see what I'm saying? That's why the details are important. It's really that simple. Life is also very precise. You automatically get the amount of money you need to realize your most precise and certain images in your mind. Let me give you an example. Back in 2006, I did my first session of ayahuasca, and I did it for one specific reason, and that was to get away from never having enough money. I never had enough money. Didn't matter how much I made. I literally made 300 grand in, in, in a month, and I still wasn't. it still wasn't enough money. I was in debt, couldn't pay my bills. It was ridiculous. So I set an intention, and I set a goal. My intention for going into the ayahuasca ceremony was I always want to have enough money. So if you think about that, and you know what I write in, in our book, Unleash Your Humble Alpha, you're going to see a massive flaw in that certainty. Because from that point on, I always, and I mean always, no matter if I knew there, there, where it was coming from or not, always had enough money. I always had enough, not more than enough, <laughs> not more than enough to save, to do extra things. I literally only ever got what I needed. So I wasn't, I was, wasn't precise with my language. I said, I always want to have enough money. So what do I have? Enough money, not abundance. So it's that verbiage, right? So that even, even to this day, there's a part of me, which most of you would probably say, um, uh, that's, that's not a bad thing of what having enough money, but there's a part of me where if I know that I want something and need something and we don't have the financial means to do it, but I'm certain that it's something we really desire and need, then I'll just get it, even if I don't have the money. It could be 20 grand or like when I hired my, my, my ad agency or a vacation that costs 10K, I just do it because I know that the certainty that I have to navigate my world will provide that abundance, right? Will provide that money. And it's, again, it's going to arrive, it's going to arrive in the physical without knowing, um, with, without knowing from where, honestly, it just shows up sometimes. But 
without knowing my identity and being certain of my ability to navigate whatever reality throws at me, that's not going to work. So don't go out there spending money thinking that's going to just turn around and come back to you. You got to be certain of it. So this is how goal setting can be done. A new way for many. It's actually going to empower your life like never before. Be careful with the words that you use, as I mentioned before. All right. So. Although many think that money is the only way to get a certain thing that you would like, life knows that there are many other ways of getting it, not just a purchase. If you have very few other goals and images in your mind, you, if you hardly think of anything else except money, there won't be much material for, for life to work with you, for life to work with you. You get it? The life needs material to be able to work with you, to be able to present you with opportunities and doors and people and communication and connections. Right? I just talked about ayahuasca. But what I'm also talking about is you're going to come into situations where you only have to receive. For instance, I went to Egypt a few years ago for a keynote, and I met another speaker. We stayed in contact after that. I met him again a year later when I was speaking in Casablanca in Morocco. And we spoke again, and I told him my plans and, you know, this, set and the other. And I was looking for a funnel developer, that I, we needed a funnel developer. And knowing myself that if it's done right, these six-figure funnels, um, you know, cost about 50K to get a real funnel done, an actual professional funnel done. And guess what happened? He did it for me for free as a barter when I consult him in his business. If I wouldn't have talked about that, if I wouldn't have had that goal in my mind, if I wouldn't have written that goal down, I wouldn't have talked about it in the first place. I wouldn't have told him about it because it wasn't written down and it wasn't a goal. Maybe I would have, maybe I wasn't, but I was certain about it. And he offered it to me. So my goal was to get a funnel. If like, you know, and that's what I got just by showing up and life presented me with him. That's what I'm talking about. That's why these goals are important to be descriptive as possible. And don't separate your financial life and, and goals from the rest of your life because the financial goals are only a means to an end. Money's like a shadow. It's like a shadow of value. It's meaningless exchange, right? It's literally a shadow of value. The value is in the exchange, right? Your goals should be based on the value and not on the money, not in the shadow. Get used to being in a mindset that source only says yes, that the source only says yes to you. And I mean the source as in whatever you believe, universe, God, Allah, whoever. It's never a no. The only question then is this, what is it that you're asking for? And do you believe it? Are you certain? But then again, never ask for it or intend it to be. Never asking for it or intending it to be will ensure that it will never show. So what is it that you're asking for and why do you and, and do you believe in it? Are you certain of it? Do you intend it for it to be? Because even before you ask, it's already there. You just haven't seen it yet. You haven't realized it yet. So whatever you ask for, whatever you intend with certainty will be yours to the extent that you believe it is. Ho, what? Whatever you intend with certainty will be yours to the extent that you believe it is. Whew, that's heavy. So to the de to degree that you believe something is, is what it's going to be. Ouch. So you see why certainty is so important? So here's a rule of thumb. It's a little scary, but it might excite you. If it excites you a lot, you got to go big. You got to go huge. You got to go massive. Go massively audacious. Have no fear because the universe expands itself around you and with you as your belief grows. So once you start writing these down and you go big and you go massive, the universe is starting to expand itself around you because you're describing your new universe. So the more certain you become, the more your universe expands around you. Think of where you are now. Would you have thought that you would be where you are right now when you were a child or believe that you could be where you are right now when, you know, even five years ago? I wouldn't have thought that I'd be, you know, 
I hung out with kings and queens and got to work with Andrea Bocelli or Mick Jagger or, or you know Olivia Newton-John. These are all things that I never would have thought in a million years. And most of them were part of my goal-setting process. Sorry, most of them weren't goals, were not part of my goal-setting process. They were doors that opened up because I was aware of getting to where I wanted to go. And because I had certainty in my abilities, these were things that happened that created a richer life for myself, a higher quality of life and increased quality of life, more connections, more connections to the things that would help me get to my goal. So in building goals that cascade upon and build upon each other, you're creating reality that flows, free your confidence and your ability to include people in all your goals. This helps you give certain gives this helps give greater certainty. And when I say cascade, I, it means Build a business, make a million dollars in that business, hire 15 employees in that business, get someone to take over that business so I am free from the business and open another one, then exit. That's cascading. That's moving forward, right? Well, buy a car, buy another car, give that car to my child, buy a classic car, put that car in the garage, whatever it is, just cascade upon each other. You don't have to think too hard because once you start planning your life and you see your house and you see your car and you see the travel you have and you see your friends and your relationships that you can build, it literally starts creating itself like a movie right in front of you. That's where the beauty of mindfulness comes in. That's where the belief factor and the certainty comes in. So when you write these goals down, when you start working on this assignment, should you choose to accept, be sure these goals all mean something to you. And because it means something to you, you will feel it. You will feel it, and you will feel that they are already real. I want to break down a couple of different categories to help you decide on how to write your goals. So I want to distinguish the difference between end goals and means goals, end goals and means goals. We've all heard the saying, a means to an end, right? Or if the means justify the end. It generally means that you have to do something to actually get what you want to accomplish the end, right? You want to accomplish the end, so you have to do this. It comes down to it. Uh, the end is the most important part. The end is the actual result you want, not just the means. So if you're going to do a means goal, make sure it leads to an end. <laughs> right? It's the same thing with goals. Ma many goals that people create are actually just means goals. <clears throat> they don't even know they're creating those goals. A lot of times, they just create goals and they're just not aware. So means goals should be avoided as much as possible when you're creating your, your end goals. Focus on the goals first because in the end, the feeling is what matters. Just like when I said, all the goals are actually getting you a feeling, the activities, actions, accomplishments that you do all result in a feeling somehow. So getting down to that feeling is vitally important when you're writing these goals and then come the means goals. Just so we're clear, it's, it's, it's okay to have smaller goals you really want, some smaller goals you want to achieve, maybe goals to, you know, for somebody else, but for you, they are, they are end goals. Sorry, they may be means goals to somebody else, but for you, they're end goals because they make you happy and they're just plain fun. So yeah, I mean, because life is all about having fun anyway, right? Bliss, baby, bliss. So all your goals don't have to be very lofty. Some of them can be means goals that connect and then the end goals. For example, one of my goals is to spend a week playing music on the street on a corner. This has nothing to do with making money and most likely won't result in anything super great but it will make me feel good because it's something I really want to do. I want to have some fun playing music and, and uh, you know, some music and watching people that walk by. I want to observe those that are stuck in their own world and try to pull them out of it. So the ones that are working with the head to the ground and not, not even having enough time to stop and notice the music and just work with these people and see these people. I want to see these kinds of people who slow down and listen for a second, but then carry on their way. And then I want to be absolutely observe the people who actually stop and listen with their heart and say 
that was kind of nice, right? Isn't that cool? Isn't that cool? It has nothing to do with money, though, does it? It has nothing to do with anything bigger. But maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. I have no idea. <clears throat> I know that it's something that I want to do because it's fun. You see what I'm saying? So what's this mean? It means I do some things in order for me to accomplish that end goal and learn how to be conscious of my every day. And I have some actions and activities that I need to do that will lead up to the end goal or not. So how do you differentiate between end goals and means goals? Because these are very vitally important. We need to know the difference. So end goals gets you to that feeling I keep referring to, that feeling because it's so important. The feelings are guided by what your heart really desires. End goals make you truly happy. These kinds of goals don't need motivation because you're pulled by your vision and you enjoy the journey getting there. I'm just going to say that again. It's really important because it's really important. You don't need motivation for your end goals because you're pulled by your vision. Your vision is so strong that you can feel your vision and feel you living that goal that you don't need motivation because every step of the way, you know you're getting closer to that goal and it feels better and better and better until you actually achieve that goal and that what you really want. So enjoy the process, enjoy the journey. That's what it's all about. So on the other hand, means goals can be spotted when you say things like, oh, I have to do this to get that, right? Using the word so is key. So this could be understood that, that a means goal is an in-between action to get the thing that you really want. Means goals can also be identified by the word should. I should put this on my goals list, right? I should do this so I could get to that. And that's what's going to happen after these doors open, after the opportunities come, after you get connections where someone says, oh, I just met Nate in Vegas, and he just told me about so-and-so. Wow, that could be another path. So I should probably go meet this person, right? So I probably should go meet this person and see what, see what comes of it. You see what I'm saying? Ay, ay, ay. All of this means that you're confront, conforming to the world around you, not, not conforming. You're adjusting to the world around you right? Just remember, you don't have to conform to the world around you. You're creating the world around you. You don't ever have to conform not for one second ever. I'm here to tell you right now that whatever you want in life, get after it right now. Imperfect action. Start right now. Create as you go. Seriously, don't let anything stand in your way. Look, if you want a three-bedroom house in the country, then go for it. Don't put down the mansion because it's going to be incongruent with your values and your identity. So choose your end goals and avoid means goals as much as possible until the cascading begins. When in doubt, as you're writing these goals, ask yourself a simple question. Is this goal giving me a feeling I truly want? Right? That's how you're going to know the difference between the means goals and the end goals. If you're getting a feeling, then that's an end goal. Okay, what I've done is broken down some main categories. So whenever you create your goals, you have these categories in mind. That way you can have the right balance and live your true happiness and true bliss because how many people have you known that have sacrificed family time, I'm raising my hand, to make a big difference in my past, right? Maybe that was you at one point in your life and you know that these sacrifices aren't worth it in the end. We're shortcutting all these mistakes and avoiding them right now because broken families, divorces, and ruin, ruined relationships can be the end result of focusing on one area of life and neglecting other areas. So let's avoid these mistakes and be intentional with our process. I'm going to state five main categories for your goals. These are the goals that have concrete effect on everything else in your life. Goals like what kind of house you desire, the kind of car you drive, the job or business you have, how you receive revenue, how you invest um, are some main examples of foundational goals. Because these kinds of goals 
set the rest of your goals up because of the security that these goals provide. And that security is so important, especially when you break down the six essential human needs, which we always talk about. We all have to have a sense of security and certainty and stability. And that's what these foundational goals, goals help you provide. And so that's the first one is foundational goals. That's where you start. So that's category number one. These are super concrete. Be descriptive as possible. All those small, minute details, how you feel driving in your brand new Tesla X that's black and you're smelling the brand new leather and yada, 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 you know, the whole deal. Just get really detailed. The second kind of goals are connection goals. So these are the goals that connect you with others in the world. Examples are relationships with your significant other, family, friends, community. So write down the activities that you may want to do with these kinds of relationships. Define what and how friendships look like to you. Write how you interact with the community and be sure to not force anybody to do anything that would, and this would violate other people's right to wheel, um, right to free will. You know, like um, forcing a friend, like I want to drive to Mexico with my buddy Joe, and you don't ask Joe, well, that's that's not a goal. Happiness is the next goal, it's the next category, happiness goals. These are the goals that just make you happy. It's cool to accomplish stuff, but we're talking about that feeling, that happiness, that fulfillment, and happiness is super simple but powerful. You're doing it just because you want to, and it's your bliss, so have at it. And having these goals is vitally important. Examples are hobbies that you may, may have or interests that you may have. It could be travel. It could be just about anything you can do for fun. The sky's the limit for this category, and really focus on experiences that you want to have and what kind of experiences you want to have in your neighborhood, around the world, with different places, and be vivid with these experiences. Talk about how these experiences make you feel. Again, tie it back to a feeling. Okay, so the fourth category is growth goals. These are goals that help you grow as a person. Your physical well-being, such as health and fitness-related goals, are included as well. How you grow mentally and emotionally, spiritually goals are included here also. So think of the ideal body that you want to have. Think of the skills that you want to be great at, the mental attributes that you wish to achieve, right, what you wish to have. These may be in the form of experiences that you know to help you grow, such as retreats, or that you travel to a place and experience something that allows you to learn something new, then you can all you can also use that to gain a skill and then live passionately in the world. Or they could also be online courses that you take on, you know, online. Of course, if they're online courses, you're going to take them online, right? Or in person, that can help you acquire a skill. These, you know, the thing that will help you grow as a person. The sky's the limit as well. So as you're writing these down, think of what you want to learn and how you want to grow in these specific ways. The final category is our fulfillment goals. Now, these are goals for sheer achievement and giving back. Giving back is so important. And of course, um, giving back is also contribution, one of the six essential human needs. So huge accomplishments such as lifelong feats can, lifelong feats can be in included right here. Also, you want to have long-term and extremely meaningful goals. The ways, the ways that you can, you can give back to your family, community, and the world, for instance, and how you can, your, how can your life as a whole benefit other people? Whoever thought of that? Think about that. How can your life as a whole benefit other people? Ow, that's pretty amazing. See, I'm assuming that you're going to benefit other people. I already know you are, right? So if I know it, I hope you know it. How can you translate your skills and achievements to give back? You could add mentorship to that, to, to that list, for instance. You provide to others as a part of these kinds of goals. So any way you provide value to others is fair game to write down. These five categories are laid out right here, and you may notice that you can actually mix fun experiences with people you care about. 
you can mix acquiring skills and giving back to the world with those skills. That's perfectly fine. And actually encourage because you want to intertwine your whole life. Everything's connected, integrated. You want to make it actually hard to differentiate between the different categories. So it's hard to differentiate between life and business, fun and business and play. All these things are interconnected. So make sure that your goals are just as interconnected as your life should be. You actually may, as a part of this process, intentionally look at these different categories and say, okay, how can I tie in connection like family with experiences or fulfillment with family? Or all of these different categories, how, how can you combine the two as a part of your process for creating these goals? Now let's reveal the process of actually writing your goals down. Are you ready? Here we go. All right, we're almost done, I promise. So <laughs> remember, ensure you're aligning your goals with your identity. And remember, this can and will change over time, your identity. But the core will remain. For example, if your identity is that you're a warm and loving person who wants to take care of their family, then be weary of creating goals of dominating the corporate world. It might be a little difficult to do that if your identity is a warm and loving who wants to take care of their family right? Create self-fueled goals, meaning don't force someone else to do something in your goals. You allow them their own free will and their own goal setting. For instance, if you say, my wife and I, we're going to go traveling, we're going to go travel the world without asking your wife or without asking your husband. That's what I mean. If you want to talk about it, then make a goal by all means. I would highly suggest that you that you actually have shared goals. It's amazing. It works for me best, by the way. I have shared goals with my, my family as well, wife and kids. And also use positive form, what you want, not what you don't want. For instance, if you find yourself saying, I can't do that because, rather change it to, I can do that because. Like, I will have enough earnings to pay all my bills instead of saying, I don't want to miss paying my bills. Because that negative is always held at the highlight by the consciousness due to our societal, societal programming, the negative as the most notable point in all things. You see it in the news every day, everywhere we go. So here we go with writing down your goals. This will change everything you do from now on in your life. And are you absolutely sure that you want to move forward this? Because it will change your, your paradigm, the way you look at the world, I promise. List what it is that you desire to have. Do and be between now and the next 30 years. Let that sink in for a second. List what you desire to have, do and be between now and the next 30 years. Yes, 30 years, broken down into five categories. List everything you can think of, small and large, places to visit, things to have, residents, experiences, partners, skills to acquire, things to do, people to meet, projects, charities, health, habits, things you do for your children, everything that you can imagine over the next 30 years. You're going to be like, I can't think that far. Well, don't think about it. You can, I promise. It's going to take, it's going to happen um, where you're going to um, just simply move forward. You're going to start building that, that, that cascade and that, and it will start just rolling. I promise you like this. I need that thing. If I have this, I can do that. When I go there, this is going to happen. I'm going to see this person and I'm going to go, Oh wait, when I'm in England, I want to meet the queen and these types of, you know, all these thoughts are going to come into your mind. Just write them down as a part of your, of your goal setting. It's not a list of what you think you can achieve. It's a list of what, what would give you the most incredible life that you can imagine. Whether you think you can right now or not plays absolutely no role in this at all. So get that out of your mind. No limits. A life that's unbelievably fantastic is what you're looking for. Your list should have at least 100 goals. That's the minimum that I'm setting for you today if you would choose to accept this assignment. It's not hard to come up with at least 100 things in 30 years. Believe me, I do it all the time. Remember I said the richest people, the wealthiest people have over 5,000 goals, right? To get you there, you must start writing even the smallest details regarding your desires. They should be in there. Remember, we spoke about descriptive goals. All right? That's what we're going to talk about. One thing that's part of the process that can be difficult at first to say, okay, what do I want for the next 30 years? 
That's why I laid out the different categories. But you'll be like, man, what do I want for the next 30 years, right? It's, it's something that's going to take a little bit of time for you to get into the groove. But once you start creating that world, it's really going to come, come out to you, okay? So by having these different categories, it's going to help you focus on the different areas in your life. Okay, so now you get the five different categories. Foundational goals, connection goals, happiness goals, growth goals, and fulfillment goals. Each category, a minimum of 20 goals, making up 100. So that's what's going to lead to have, like I said, a minimum of, of um, 100 goals for this assignment over the next 30 years. All right? Use the five categories and think of the goals that you want to achieve in the next 30 years. Like I said before, 20 goals in each, minimum of 100. By all means, if you want to have more, then you know the deal, right? Please do. It's up to you. The more goals you have, the better because you're creating a new, more vivid world around you. You will, from time to time, totally forget about the goals, believe me, the small details and such, but occasionally you're going to see something, hear, smell, or walk across, and boom, there it is again. You're like, oh, wow, I forgot about that. Be open for all and every active experience. Envision your life as you know it can be, because as, as I stated, the universe has provided everything that you need. Simply see it for what it is. Get out of your own way and get out of your own head. The best news of all, the universe can't turn us down. It's not even possible in any aspect. The universe cannot turn us down. How crazy is that? So I know that was crazy long, and uh, I know that was crazy a lot. I usually try to stick to a half an hour and do a half an hour of, of Q&A. Um, but <laughs> I wanted to get that out there because it's so freaking powerful. And if you want to know the books that, that I, I you know, read for this, like I said, uh, James Clear, Atomic Habits. And then, of course, the other one is um, A Happy Pocket Full of Money. Can't remember the author. doesn't matter right now, but you look it up, A Happy Pocket Full of Money. Audiobooks on YouTube for free. It's an eight-hour eight, eight hour audiobook. Look it up. It's amazing. It's also on Audible and things like that. So when it comes to goal setting, it breaks. I can break it down real simple. The more goals we have, the more reference points we create in our life to be aware of what's going on in our life. That alone right there should tell the big story. If I'm setting a goal, I got one for my company, one for me, and one for my family, well, you're, you, you're, you're limiting your, your creative picture. Just pretend you're painting a picture of your life in the future. Paint the entire picture. Paint, you know, paint this massive, you know, what they call Leinwand in German, this, this huge canvas of your life, not just three points on the canvas, all right? That's what I'm talking about. All right, so... As I stated in the beginning, this is how we work with a lot of our clients. So we have the Humble Alpha Paradigm Upgrade Program, and my wife, my my wife, her, and my partner, Lauren Resnick, who's in the room right now, her and I, we have a coaching program for powerful women as well. And we work along these lines also, and it works. Lauren, you there? I am. Thank yeah. you. Yes. So what, what, do you, what do you think? Did I explain it okay, or was it too, too, oh, too my much? God. That Fire was host. awesome. Absolutely <laughs> awesome. And and the books that you recommend, I've read them too. So highly recommend that. Uh, one thing I, I would add is um, alongside the writing of the goals is what really helps to visualize your goals is actually creating a vision board. I don't know if anyone has done this before, but I find it very, very powerful. I put it somewhere that I could see every day. And it's basically old school piece of cardboard cutting out images, whether it's from magazines or wherever you can find these images of things that you want. These are goals in a vision. And looking at these every day just gives you that reminder, that hint. It's not closed away in a book. It's not in 
a notepad somewhere. It is constant. And I can tell you, I have done this and I'm blown away by the things that I have put on that board and they have come to life. It's crazy. Uh, yeah, it's true. I mean, I, I I remember I did one back, I don't know, like three years ago, and I did it, and I stuck it behind, I know, after a couple months or whatever, I took it down, so I remodeled my office, and I pulled it out, I don't know, like a couple weeks ago, and I was like, holy cow, I, I, I forgot about this thing, and I, I looked on it, and I had accomplished everything that I had on that vision board. It was like, wow, that's a trip. So yeah, it really does work because you're creating that reality in your life. When you when you get visual with your life, with your goals, it happens. That's incredible. Thanks, Lauren. Absolutely. All right. Anyone else? Comments? Flash your mic or just speak up because um, Good I can't morning. see. Morning. Stephen, I'm glad I got brought up. Interesting enough, tomorrow, well, this weekend, I'm doing my first ayahuasca and you brought it up. No. I am. And I grabbed my journal this morning and said, I need to, I know I need to write my goals. I've been writing my goals, but I know I said, I need to go deeper. And so the way you brought it down, I was like, wow, the universe is crazy. As you were talking, I was checking with JetBlue for my flight tomorrow morning, seven. I'm doing my first ayahuasca this weekend. Where are you going? I'm going to Orlando. Oh man. Okay. Awesome. This is awesome. Hey, uh, that, that you were called to the divine feminine, I, I think it's amazing. And so the intentions that you set when you speak with the mother, they call ayahuasca the mother, right? So you go in with the intentions very clear of what your intentions are. They can be manifest physical or they can be spiritual. Or they can be relationship, everything that we, that, that we spoke about. Um, and just go with that intention, knowing that she will give you the answers. That's ayahuasca, my friend. I think, oh, I can't. Dude, you got you to gotta let us know how it went. Okay, Fabi? Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Indeed. Awesome. Enjoy. Enjoy. That's crazy, man. I love it. All right. Anyone else? Let's holler. Got a couple more minutes. Yes, please. Um, this is Dr. Dooney. Thank you so much. This has been amazing. I was, I really definitely have to come back and listen to it again on the podcast. But there was one thing you said that just stood out to me. Says your faith should not be based on the value, should be based on the value, not on the shadow. And many people think of abundance as the money, but there's abundance, the entire, as in our being, the whole of us. It's not just money, it's not just riches, health, um, social connections. I mean, it's finances is just a tiny part of it. And you bringing that out was just so amazing. And um, what the other lady said about the vision board, I absolutely love that. I have mine, I call it a prayer board, and it's right opposite my bed. Before I go to bed, I'm looking at it. Mm-hmm. When I wake up, I see it. And oh my goodness, the amount of things that have come through as I wake up in gratitude, praying when I wake up, I just, I'm like, God, I thank you that this is happening and it's manifesting. So yes, I highly recommend. Thank you so much for all you shared. And this is something to listen to again and again. And the goal setting is awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. That was, that was great to hear. Yeah, and it's it's true. You know, like I always say, you know, wealth is the result of living life on purpose and correct and, you know, with integrity. Um, so what do we got here? Anyone else? Anyone else? Come on, we got a couple minutes. Yes. Stephen, it's Amelia. How are you? Hey, Amelia. Hey, what's up, girl? My sister, awesome. so how I, are you doing? <laughs> I know, yeah, so like, we are kindred spirits. I just wanted to let you know, I'm, I'm going to send you a picture later on today. So I have behind my desk, um, I call them life boards for all of my executive team. 
Um, so not only do I look at where I'm going and what's important to me, I have 27 boards right behind me because yep. my energy helps them get to where they need to be. And so as, as leaders, it's really, really, really important to get the insight of what has meaning and value to the people around you. Yeah, and, and, and just she says just me, but if you know anything about Amelia, you know she's a lot more than just powerful woman, right, right, right there, and someone I love to call sis. Thanks, thanks for that. Can't wait for the picture. All right, so anyone else would like to say something? Share just came up. Would you like to say something, Share? Oh my gosh, she always called me up, and I'm not even prepared. <laughs> <laughs> but I love that about you, Stephen. Um, you know what? I was frantically taking notes. I haven't heard you speak in a while because I took some time off social media. Mm -hmm. But this just pumps me up. Like I'm like ready to go to Peru. I'm ready to like make my hundred list. Like this is what it's all about. And I love that you said the universe. Um, what was that? The universe can't always delivers. No. Yeah, they can't say no. It's so true. It really is. And when you yeah. come from it at that perspective, like, you know, you, there's no limits. It's just yep. incredible. I awesome. love it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Great to hear from you up there in Canada. Hope, hope you're doing all right. All right. We've got a couple more minutes. Who else has got some comments there or some additions for such a Hey, Steven. It's Tamara. Hello, Tamara. I love this combo and I love I bet you. you so do. <laughs> um, I, I would love to add. So like we hear of the smart goals often and we've heard even of smarter goals. Um, but in the book that I just recently published, I talk about smartest goals. Love you, baby. Have a good day. Right. And um, I added the EST and the E is, is that evaluation, right? And we know we're supposed to live in that windshield experience rather than the rear view mirror. Um, cool. But I do believe in the evaluation piece being critical for how we adjust and pivot our vision moving forward. For sure. S is to share it, right? As you, a lot of people will create their goals. And I love that this is an atmosphere where we like to share what it is that we want to achieve. Um, but a lot of people don't have that ability. They are not talking about their visions. They're not talking about what's coming to fruition. And therefore, when it happens and they're like, I knew that was going to happen, right? When my friend just won AGT, his wife was like, I knew that was going to happen. And she actually shared the note section of her phone that she had documented in 2018 that her husband would win. In AGT. It had the, the date, it had the exact time. And for us to see that, we can now bear witness to the miracles of that yeah. manifestation. And then the T is to tailor and to understand that we have to shift the way that we create our goals and we have to tailor make it to ourselves and not pull or extract from other people's uh, deposits on what they think we should do. It should be tailor-made to who we are. So smartest goals are how I activate and how I teach my training clients. And give us the name of your book for everybody to go out there and buy it. Yeah, Always Becoming, Sex, Shame, and Love. So, yes, there are some granular application pieces to it as well. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. It was a bestseller in, what, nine categories, I think, or something? Ten as of yesterday. Number Ten. One wow. Ten Congratulations. Categories. That's Thank crazy. You so much. Good for Thank you. you. Awesome. All right. We got time for one more. Who do we got? Anyone? Yes. I can say, Stephen, yes. it's Tasha. Hey, how are you? Fantastic. Thank you. How are you? Doing great. Brilliant, brilliant. Yeah, I love this topic. Absolutely love this topic. Tamara, congratulations. Thank you. Um, love you. I love you too. Um, yes. Oh, my gosh. It's. It just feels it's one of those things that we call coincidence. People call coincidence, but I believe this is God. Because just last night, I've had a vision board for a few years now, probably six years. So I need to um, revamp it. 
But just last night, I was speaking with my mentor, and she sent me something that we, we were planning together. And we decided what I was going to do is create this vision board, but it's a digital version. I've never done it before. It's going to be a first time. So basically just working on Canva, using the photos, which we've just been talking about, instead of cutting them from magazines, moving them, uh, different photos, and, uh, you know, because you've got other... Um, platforms like, um, you know, the free ones, the free photo photo um, platforms that you can just transfer the, the, the different images that you want on this particular template. So I was working on it last night thinking, I'll do it for myself. And then I thought, okay, let me not be selfish. I'll create it as a free a free product to other people. There so it's go. just what I can give out. So yeah, so I was just doing awesome. it just last night. So thank you so much for awesome. this segment. Awesome. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you for sharing. I appreciate that. Well, that does it for me today. This week, I'm done. Um Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.